Oscar expert. Please, please, please welcome Dr. Matthew Hensley, our Oscars expert. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Okay, where'd Matt get his degree from? He got his degree from the University of Bill. University, great, great school. school. Isn't it? Great it school. Great school. I guess who's in charge of it? Who? Me. Oh, my God. So I will be taking your buddy very soon. Go to www.universityofbill.org or call 1-800-GOT-BILL. Just for a note, the University of Bill is not a real university, and Matt Hemsley is not a real PhD. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Anyway. Sorry, Maybe buddy. one day. Maybe one day. But he is our Oscars expert. We'll get he is our Oscar expert. Yes. Um, and in light of Oscar season, these two guys are gonna be doing a lot of this talking tonight. We have a lot of they have a lot of interesting stuff to share about what's going on in the world of the Oscars and uh I'm going to let you boys take it away. So what do we got going on tonight for Mixed Bag, gentlemen? All right. So we got the Oscars on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, and it's going to be back in normal format, I think. Right, Matt? Yep. It's going to be normal. And uh, there'll be hosts again this year. Yeah. Who's uh, for the first the- time. Uh, well, they're actually having three hosts. Uh, Sykes, Amy Schumer, right? Yeah, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall are the three hosts. Oh, this should be interesting. And what I believe is they're having each host do uh, an hour each. Uh, at least that's what I heard uh, in the beginning. You know what? I don't know if I like that or if I would just want to host straight through. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure either. I just want to see how it goes on Sunday. Um, what do you think of the last couple of years being hostless? I mean, I think they went fine. Well, last year didn't go fine, but not not because of that. You know, before we get into the details for this year, let's do a very brief recap of last year. They sucked. Yes. I mean, they couldn't do a normal ceremony because of COVID. So it's not entirely on them. Yeah, but I think what the problem was, or at least the big thing for me, is that they didn't announce Best Picture last. They announced Best Actor last, and it seemed like they did that because they were expecting Chadwick Boseman to win, and he didn't. And Anthony Hopkins won, and he wasn't even at the ceremony. So it was a very awkward ending. Like, yeah, because um, I, because you and I were watching not together. We were texting while watching it. Yeah. Um, I remember you texted me and we're, and we're like, "What the?" Heck? And when they were doing best picture, I'm like, "Wait, what? Don't they do that last?" Like, don't they usually do best picture last? Yes, normally, but. Uh... You know, we'll probably talk about like this stuff later with Oscar Stewart, but it's like, you know what Oscars I'm going to bring up, folks. You know which one I'm going to bring up. Matt, which Oscars am I going to bring up right now? Uh, well, Matt, I'm actually not sure. The infamous 1998. Oh, yes. Because it was all on big money that Saving Private Ryan was going to win. And they had... And who do they have come out to present the award? 
Harrison Ford. Because they probably all thought it was going to be, you know, because Harrison Because Harrison Ford presented the award when Spielberg won for Schindler's List in 93. And, and what happened? Private Ryan lost to Shakespeare in Love. Yes. So, yeah, maybe um, the, the number one rule is don't bank on a... Pretty much don't bank on anything at this point. I'm yes, one thing that's, you know, uh, one thing that happens a lot at the Oscars is there's a lot of surprises. Like, because, okay, like, you know, questions for that Oscars and for last year's. First for the uh, 98, do you think like they all expected Private Ryan to win and that's why they had Harrison Ford presented? And do you just think it was? I think so. I think so. Or, I think it was. Or do you think they just go, hey, Harrison, you want to present Best Picture? Okay, we'll see you on Sunday. No, I think they did that on purpose. I mean, I, I I can't say for sure, but I think so. Like, I think this year, I think what you said was 100% correct last year. Yeah. I think they all expected Chadwick Boseman to win. Yes. So I think that's why they did it last, so they could pay tribute to him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who even presented that award? Because I don't remember. Oh, it was, it was Joaquin Phoenix. How do you think Joaquin Phoenix felt after that? Uh, probably awkward. Uh, it seemed pretty awkward. Hey, at least it wasn't the year before when he was talking about cows. <laughs> yeah, his his Oscar speech was was not the best to say, to say the, the least. The one part that I like saying, you know, to all of those who say I'm I was difficult to work with. And you probably didn't want to work with me. Thank you. But then when yeah, he that was talks nice. about, but then when he talks about cows and milk, and I'm like, okay, okay, um, can we get the wrap-up music? You know, the you know, when the orchestra yeah. is like. Yeah. Because yeah. you say you don't usually mind long Oscar speeches, right? No, I usually don't, but I didn't like that one. But more because of the content than it being long. Should we get a gong on stage? I don't think we need that. Just don't have me do the gong. I think I'd have too much fun ringing the gong. The one thing they're doing at this year's Oscar that I don't like and that a lot of people, a lot of uh, film fans aren't happy about is that they're not showing all the categories. Really? What? What? Yeah, let's transition to this year's. Um, what are they? Um, what are they not? They're not showing all the categories. Yeah, I don't remember which ones exactly. Um, maybe I can look that up. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Yes or no? I would say no because I think they're doing that to make the Oscars shorter. But I feel like the kind of people who watch the Oscars, they want to see all those categories. Um. To me, it's a. To me, it's sort of a, no pun intended, mixed bag. Um, sorry, JT. And uh, that is a shout out to our good friend, Mike, the pun master Rifkin. Yep, I made a pun tonight, pal. But anyway, it is sort of a, to me, it's a mixed bag. Um, on one hand, I think there are people, if we were to put a percentage on this, Matt, of how yeah. many people genuinely watch the Oscars for every category and care about, like, you know, best costume design and best 
you know, and yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Soundscape, like if we were to put a percentage on that, what percentage of viewers you think are in that category? It's like they're dedicated for every category. If we were to put a percentage, I'm asking you this because you're our expert. Um, what would you say? I honestly am not sure, but I so I feel like I can't answer, but. If you were to give like, me a guesstimate, guesstimate. Uh, um, hey, just because you're my buddy doesn't mean that you escape the hard questions. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, if I had to guess, I would say above fifty percent. You would say fifty. You would say that high because I think the people who who are watching the Oscars now, because the Oscars ratings have gone down a lot in the last few years. Last year's was the lowest ever, and that was after the year before was the lowest ever. So I think the people who are sticking with the Oscars are people who really uh, care about it or at least care about film and they want to see all the awards being shown. Although, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe because I think most people... We're just guessing here. It's no, There's no right and wrong answer. Uh, you know, the they only... care the most about the acting awards, the, the best film and best director, screenplay. To me... I would say probably, I would probably say about 30, maybe at most 40%. Because I would say those are like the true ride or die film nerds. Yeah. And, and like, I think most of the people, you know what they want to watch. They want to see best, best actor, best actress, best director, best picture. Yes. Those, I'm like, oh, best costume design, don't care. Oh, best set design, nah, really don't care. Best editing, don't care. Yeah. Ooh, best actor, yes. Ooh, best picture, I got to see who won best picture. But, what's my age again? But anyway, um, anyway. So, so, um, yeah, but I think most people look for the big four. Yeah, I think so too. And also, well, I think, I think so. I, I think to. I would say like. Yeah, I would say mostly picture, director, acting, and screenplay. Uh, maybe screenplay less than the other the others I just meant that we both mentioned. Um. So I think you are right, or you you are likely right. And that's why they pay me the big bucks. Um, but I did find the uh, awards that they're not showing. Uh, so uh, would you mind if I read them? Go right ahead. They are not showing documentary short, film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live action short, and sound. Okay. The one that I, that I would kind of want to see is best original score. Yeah, me too, and film editing, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but but best score is one because I think people really do, even people who uh, aren't you know super tied to the Oscars or super tied to film, they they do notice the music, they notice the score, and they have opinions about it. Um, Let me ask you something. You know how they have the um, you know how they have like for best original song, they always have like people performing best original song nominees yes 
what would you say just randomly if they had like an excerpt like for best original score and they played like a short excerpt of the score instead of like the live performance for best original song what would you say to that well i mean they they show like a a few seconds of the score when announcing the nominees usually so in a way they already kind of do that of those yeah i would probably want to see best original score because Um, yeah but um oh and you were saying why why would you want to see a film editing well this is a big uh nerdy oscar fact but the best film editing award and the best picture award actually go hand in hand in terms of the winner for best picture always being nominated for best editing more than any other category more than best director even because in the past um since the Oscars for the 1980 movies. The winner for Best Picture has always been nominated for Best Editing, except when Birdman won Best Picture. And that almost that makes sense because that movie was filmed to make it look like uh, it was one shot. So there was less editing than in most movies. So what's the so, so it's usually most of the time that film editing is actually a predictor of best picture. Yes. I mean, only in that nomination, not who wins it necessarily, but just if a movie wins best picture, if you want to, if you want to predict what's going to win best picture, you should look at what's nominated for best film editing. So did the best, so did the winner for best film editor win? Okay. Well, Nomari was one best picture last year, right? Or uh, no, Nomadland. Okay, Nomadland. Thank you. So, did Nomadland win for best picture last? Uh, best film editing? Uh, it did not, but it was nominated. Okay, so it's not who wins film editing; it's basically who's nominated that goes on to win best picture. Yes. Um. Okay, so. You know what? Do you think it's maybe time we talk about the nominees? Yes. Yes, it is. I've only seen like one or two of them. So, Hemsley, do not let me down here, Dr. Hemsley, okay? I won't. As the chair of the University of Bill, as our distinguished alumni, you better... You you better not let this proud university down. I promise I won't. Let's go to the Wikipedia page so we can look at all the nominees. I think that's okay. what we should do. I think we should. Okay. Okay, it's not... okay so should we start from the top or should we start from the bottom? Uh, I would say start from the top. So start with Best Picture? Yeah. What if like they started with Best Picture at the Oscars? That would be a waste of a show, wouldn't it? That would be a giant waste of the show. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I've seen nine of the ten best picture nominees. And uh how do you want to do you want to just go through them through alphabetical order? Uh, let's uh, or do you yeah, want me to rank them? Or? Yeah. Matt, what yeah. yeah. Actually, let's just go through them. First of all, you saw this, I didn't Belfast. I, I've been yeah. hearing wonderful things about it. Uh it's funny you say that because I actually didn't like it that much. 
Really? I thought it was just okay. I thought the story was uh, uh, not much. There wasn't much there. Um, I mean, the acting was pretty good. Um, one thing I, I will say is I thought the woman who played the the boy's mother did a great job. Her name is Katrina Balfay. Um, but I just thought it was an okay movie. Um, but I have heard a lot of other people say they really liked it. Um, okay, what's next? Coda. Uh, I watched this a few days ago. I, I like this one a lot. It was a really nice story. It's about uh, it's about this girl and her parents and her brother are deaf, um, but she wants to be a singer. And it's about how, you know, her trying to become a singer and get into college for music and also her family's hardships because they're... Uh, They work, uh, you know, catching fish and they're having, they're struggling with that. It's just a really nice movie uh, and a, a really good story. I, I, would, I would definitely recommend it. It's on Apple Plus if you have that. Okay. Um, don't uh, look up. I actually did see yes. this one. Yes, this is one. Um, yeah, we can both talk about it. This is one I liked a lot. Oh, I liked it too. Yeah, it's uh, my second favorite of the of the nominees. Um, I really did enjoy this movie, but I'm going to be honest with you, folks. It's um, would you say it's depressing or it's it's a little depressing? Not in the way you would think of a movie as depressing. It's a political satire. It's about uh, these two astronauts discover that a comet is coming to Earth or an asteroid is coming to Earth that will destroy the world in a few months if they don't if they don't do anything and you know it follows you know like the US's reactions with the government and the people the government just basically doesn't care yeah until um, they get to you know until when it actually happens guess what yeah. They're all like like the the two astronauts, one is played by Leonardo DiCaprio and the other one is played by and the other one is played by Jennifer Lawrence. And I just want to say I think they do well together. Yeah, I thought so too. They both did very well. And everyone and Everyone thinks Jennifer Lawrence's character is crazy. And Leonardo DiCaprio is viewed as, you know. As a hero. As a hero, and he becomes a bit of a celebrity. Um, and, you know, it's sort of satire because Adam McKay is very, um, a lot of political messages. Like, I'm going to give a small spoiler JT, I know JT does not like me to get too political, but this is just in context of the plot of the film. When they try to destroy the comet first, they back off the plan because some, because there is some 
billionaire tech company. I think he was modeled after Elon Musk. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, you seen that's who he most remind, remind me of. I, you know uh, I, mean, I was actually thinking of who? Steve Jobs. Yeah, I can see that too. Because he, he has the famous turtleneck. Yeah. But I don't um, think Steve Jobs would do something like that. Elon Musk. That's the, the jury's out on that one. Yeah. Um, but no, they because this tech billionaire said if we harvest from the comet, we're gonna be billionaires. And there's a scene when Jennifer Lawrence's character say they backed off of this plan so they could make rich rich people disgustingly more rich. And before you know, she's sitting in a car with a bag over her head. Yes, it's really like, um, like I don't remember if it was that scene, but there's one scene where uh, the tech billionaire is, is talking about you know making money from the asteroid, and I think I don't know if it was Jennifer Lawrence's character or Leonardo DiCaprio's that is criticizing for them for that, and Jonah Hill's character, who's in the movie is the son of the president, you know says. Oh, we're gonna be rich. That's so bad, and and it's you know making fun of how people, a lot of people in society, you know, they care about profit and making money over anything else. And you could tell in the film, he is basically that. He's basically that guy who. He's basically the guy who thinks who only got the job because of his mommy. Yeah. Because the guy is stupid beyond belief. And Jonah Hill, if you're watching this, that's nothing on you. No, you did very well in the instant. But yeah. Okay, so what's next on our list? Uh, Drive My Car. I actually saw this yesterday in theaters. And, and uh, I thought it was very good. I think it's the best of the nominees. Uh, it is it is a very slow movie though, and it's long. It's three hours, so I think it's not a movie for everyone. But it's very well done. Uh, the plot is kind of vague. It's it's about this actor, um, and he's putting on. Uh, he's putting on a play that he he's directing a play that he used to star in. And it's about, you know, his interactions with the other actors and with his driver. Um, and I, I'm not making it sound very compelling while I'm talking about it, but uh, I thought it was a very uh, well done movie uh, and, and, and a great story. But I think you have to see it to Appreciate it. Okay. Dune. Have you seen Dune? Have either of you seen it? No. I heard it's boring as hell. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. Even though, because the movie, it did well at the box office. And there were a lot of people who liked it. But I just thought the story was boring. Um, uh I don't really have much to say about uh, aside from that. Although it did look really cool. Um, All style, no substance. Yeah. King Richard. 
King Richard, that's a very good one. I would recommend it. Um, about uh, Serena Williams, right? Yeah, well, it's about Serena and Venus Williams, but it focuses on their dad. It's more from their perspective, right? His perspective. Yeah, I mean, he's the main character, uh, played by Will Smith, and he's, you know, follows him as how he's, you know, working really hard to try to turn them into superstars and how, you know, people doubt him and they doubt the daughter's ability to become successful. And uh, I think Will Smith does a great job uh, in the role. And I think it's a movie, it's the kind of movie that I think almost anyone can like. It's a, it's a feel-good story. Um Uh, I would recommend it to anyone. Okay. Licorice pizza. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute, Matt. Time out. Do we want to go through every single category or no? No, no, no. Definitely not. I just want to go through the best picture ones. Um, well, the except for the one I haven't seen. And for the other categories, um, I just want to like talk about what I think will win. I mean, not for all of them because I only like having a, I opinion about who uh, might win for about half of them. Okay, so, so then we want to go through every. Yeah, one. yeah, we would be we'll we'll be, be on here for like five hours, and, and I, don't I don't think anyone wants that. Who wants to see a five-hour show? Come on, who wants it? Well, if we do that, we we should probably do something else than uh, talk about uh, every single nominee for the Oscars. Um, but okay. uh, licorice pizza. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. It's it's a nice story. Uh, I didn't think it was great or anything. It's about this um, uh, teenage, you know, young actor uh, played actually by by Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, and uh, he's, you know, relationship with this older girl. Um. And it's supposed to be, it's, you know, nostalgic uh, remembrance of what being in 19, in Los Angeles in the 1970s is like. Um, uh, Nightmare Alley, I have not seen. I, I've seen, I've seen bits of it. I've had it on, but I wasn't really paying attention. It. It looks interesting. I'll tell you that. Guillermo del Toro is usually very interesting. Yeah, so I might try to see that before the Oscars. Um, Power of the Dog. I saw this a few days ago. Um, and this is the movie that I think will win Best Picture. Now, I, I've heard a lot of people do not like this movie. Yeah, I didn't like it that much either. I thought it was okay. It, it has... Uh, a vague plot. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch as this cowboy in 1920s Montana. And he's very, you know, very tough rancher. But then his brother gets married to this woman and she and her stepson move into, into their house. And it's, you know, the dynamics between him and, and uh, in them. 
And I thought the acting was very good. And I, I thought the music, the score was very good. And the cinematography was gorgeous. I just don't think the story was that interesting. I, I don't think it's a good choice for best picture. Okay. Everyone knows the story of the next one. Everybody and their mothers yes. knows the story. Should we just skip the story entirely or should we be nice? Uh, well, do you want to do you want to talk about the story? I would love to. I, I started watching it last night, but I didn't get through the whole thing because last night I had an absolute splitting headache. And yeah, allergy season, folks. Love it. Don't you don't you love it? Yeah, headaches are the worst. Yeah. So anyway, the story is you all know the story. Mo- Tony is a member of this gang called the Sharks, or the Jets, who are predominantly white. And then you have the and you have the other group gang, the Sharks, and falls in love with the Sharks leader, Maria. And it's basically your Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah, West Side Story is actually based off of Romeo and Juliet. Yes. And from what I've seen last night, I've noticed the racial under undertones are actually stronger here than because you've seen the you have not seen the original. I, yeah, actually, I've not seen the '60s one. I, I know I, I should I should watch it. Sure. Um, but because I've seen the original one from 1961, and I've noticed the racial undertones here are stronger. Yeah, that's what I've heard compared to the original. Yeah, and. It's shot really nice, and the dance numbers are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and all the music, all the music is really good. All the singing, you know, there, you know, I think there's a lot of good songs in the show. Like, I think Maria is a great song. I feel oh, that pretty. Is a great song. Uh, America. I want to be. Yeah. The, or what is that place called? Song called "There's a Place." There's a place for us. That song. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but that's another good one. Oh, you know, like even some of the instrumental parts, what I really like is um, I I love I actually even though it's instrumental, I really like the opening. The do 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 do, and I actually really like the mambo do 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 do. Yeah, you know what? With West Side Story, though, oh, wait. First of all, Matt, what did you think of it before I go on my? Story? Oh, I liked it a lot. It was. Uh, I thought the the acting was very good. Um, it's and it's just a great story. And you know what? Quoting my our dear friend Justin, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story doesn't that sound like such a gimmicky title? Uh, I guess so, but it worked. It worked. So. Yeah, anyway, but you know what I think is like a real injustice here? What? Rachel Ziegler, the young lady who played Maria, was not invited to the Oscars. Yeah, I saw that a few days ago. That's that's really not good. Did you did you really know more of the details? Because I don't. Uh, I don't know the details, but that's really strange. A movie that's nominated for Best Picture and the leading actress isn't invited. That's very weird. Well, I think... This is my theory. Um, because also there was claims of um of um 
Me Too stuff that happened here. Am I correct, Matt? Yeah, but that would have nothing to do with her. That would do with uh, Ansel Elgort, the uh, the male lead. Do you think maybe they didn't want her there because they didn't want to cause a distraction with all that? Or I don't know. I don't, I mean. I'm speculating here. I don't think, if that was, then it wouldn't make any sense. But no, it makes no sense. The lead actress of your film is not invited to the Oscars. Whoa. You know what? We're going to do the, okay. Pre-21st century, we'd, we'd have to look things up in books. Yes. Remember how terrible that was, Matt? Uh, those were those were the those were the hard days. You know what we you know what we have now? We have the internet. Isn't Thankfully. the internet great? It is. It's beautiful. So we're just gonna so instead of going through books, we're just gonna look this shit up. Um okay, I'm pulling up something right now. Okay, this is from page six. West Side Story star Rachel Ziegler claims the Academy did not invite her to the 2022 Oscars despite the film receiving seven nominations. A fan commented on Ziegler's Instagram Saturday expressing their excitement to see her gown at Sunday's ceremony to which the breakout actress replied, I'm not invited, so sweatpants and my boyfriend's flannel. Ziegler's followers immediately responded with messages of surprise and disapproval as her movie is up for the including best picture. Breaks my heart. You were the best part of the movie. Steven Spielberg could do something about this. One fan wrote reference in the film. Legendary director who's also nominated. Step up to them. Okay, this does not make sense. Yeah, it's just, it's terrible. There's no excuse for it. And you know what? Listen, I love Steven Spielberg. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if I'm Rachel Ziegler, I'd be on the phone with Steven Spielberg. Hey, Steven, or Mr. Spielberg, I don't know what what he call, what she calls him. I'd be on the phone with him going, hey, buddy, uh, why wasn't I invited to the Oscars? Because... I, it's not Spielberg's decision who gets invited, right? No, no, definitely not. From the picture, it's the Academy. And if I'm Steven Spielberg, I'd be on the phone with the Academy. Like, yeah, a lot of people are going to be on the phone that day. If I'm Steven Spielberg, I'd be on the phone with the Academy and say, hey, uh, why isn't my lead actress invited to the ceremony? Yeah, yeah, he should do that. Like, why isn't he, she invited? She's the lead. Oh, what's the male lead guy's name again? Uh, Angle uh, Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort has basically been excommunicated. Has yeah. he? Uh, yeah, yes. If he hasn't, he should be excommunicated. And so basically neither lead is going to be there. Okay, yeah. Academy, if you're watching this, how the hell in any just ins insane universe does this make sense? Yeah, it doesn't. How does this make sense, guys? Oh, also, interesting fact, you know the, um, the guy who Maria goes to the um, dance with, um, Gino, Chino, I think it's whatever yeah. it is? That's actually Rachel Ziegler's real-life boyfriend. Oh, cool. 
This has been Fair enough. Random Facts with Bill. Random Facts with Bill. I always love Random Facts with Bill. This has been Random Facts with Bill. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually looked it up. That That's actually Rachel Ziegler's actual boyfriend. But, yeah, but Akata, this does not make sense. In any just insane universe, I, listen, I don't know if Spielberg has called the Academy yet and said, yeah, why isn't my lead actress invited? What the hell is going on? You know, mate, maybe, maybe limited numbers because of COVID, but wait, it's going to be at full capacity this year though, right? I believe so. And even if it was, she, she should be high on the list of people invited. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. If Spielberg hasn't called the Academy, I'll be honest, I've lost some respect for him. I'll be honest, I've lost some, some respect for him if he hasn't called the Academy. And like, yeah, I hope he has. If he if he has influence, which I think he does, but I don't know. Well, he better have influence. Or, you know what? Even if he calls and they if they go if Spielberg's on the phone with him, going, "Hey, uh, why wasn't she invited?" and they make up some bullshit excuse, you know what I think he should do? What? I think he should stand up for his lead actress and say, "You know what? She's not invited. I'm not coming." I don't know what you think about. I know that sounds stupid, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think the best thing he could do is like publicly and like make a statement that she should be invited. Or maybe they have to make room for George Clooney. They have to make room for George Clooney, Matt. You know why? Why? Because he's George Clooney. Because he's George Clooney. You have to make room for George Clooney. But maybe. <laughs> Okay, number one rule in Hollywood, get buddy-buddy with George Clooney. Think, think that's the number one rule, or do you think it's up there? Uh, could be up there. <laughs> Remember, folks, be friends with George Clooney. Um, no, nah, no, nah, I, I don't think George Clooney has something to do with this. He might, because he's George Clooney. Do you think George Clooney has something to do with this, Matt? I don't think so. George Clooney doesn't decide who gets invited to the Oscars and, or not. He might. You know why? Because he's George Clooney. <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding, folks. I don't think George Clooney has anything to do with this. Or maybe. Or maybe he does. Okay, so... If you were to... Okay. Um, the betting odds for Best Picture. I'm not going to tell you folks what the odds are, but I am going to tell you what the favorite. And listen, I'm not sponsored by... We're not sponsored by any gambling website. And listen, I'm not advising you folks to gamble. If you have a gambling problem, please go get help. Um, here are the three. Do you want me to read all the favorites in order, Matt, or just like the top three or top five? Uh, just top three. And just tell me, where are you getting this from? Oddschecker.com. Okay. Wait, wait, is there another site? Well, I was looking at Gold Derby, which they, uh, you know, they're, like a, they're an awards site, but you can do whatever you want. I'll do this first, and then I'll go to that one, okay? Sound good? Uh, we, let's only do one. I don't want to, like, take too much time with this. But, wait, is Gold Derby specifically for the Oscars? Yeah, well, for award shows in general. You know what? Let me try that one instead, just because it's more specifically towards that. Okay, Gold Derby. Yeah, go to where it says Oscar. Yeah, there. Uh... Okay, Oscars, Gold Derby. Actually, go go up a little bit. 
And yeah, uh, by the way, I want to conclude my rant. But no, wait, I don't have control of the T of the compute of the. Oh, okay, yeah, just just go uh, scroll up a little bit, and go to where it says Oscar winners. Yeah, like right there. They have the uh, odds, fair odds for it, and I'm going to disagree with their odds. I'm still okay. So the top three are. Number three is Belfast. Number two is Power of the Dog. Number one is Coda. Agree or disagree? Um, I'm going to slightly disagree. I'm going to still say the power. I'm still going to predict the power of the dog for best picture. Okay. Um, who's your um, Who's your sleeper candidate? I win? mean, I, I would say I really think power of the, the dog and Coda are the two most likely to win. Um, but who who's your sleeper candidate? Uh, sleeper, I would say West Side Story. I think it's a movie a lot of people like. Um, you know what I think? My I have two sleepers: West Side Story and Belfast. Yeah, those those Belfast might be the second sleeper for me. I was originally saying don't look up, but I have a feeling it's not going to. No. Yeah, that's not going to win. Yeah. Even though so, I personally think it would be a pretty good choice, but. Okay. So before we move on to other things, Matt, is there any movie that you were surprised wasn't nominated, should have been nominated, and should have been nominated? Uh, yes. Tick, tick, boom. Guess I was what? really surprised. Yeah, you, you think that too? I think it should have been nominated, absolutely. Yeah, I think that was really good. It would have been a good nominee. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's tell um, it tells the story of Jonathan Larson, the guy who played Rent, the guy who wrote Rent, uh, about how he's writing this work, Suburbia. And Andrew Garfield plays him. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about him in a second. And I really like this movie. You? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought Andrew Garfield did great uh, as Jonathan Larson. And the songs were good. And who knew Spider-Man can sing? Andrew Garfield actually has a pretty good singing voice. Yes, he does. Um, and you know what I think it's so nice? It was actually directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. And you know what also I think it's nice? I think it's because when people think of Jonathan Larson, what do they automatically think of? They think of Frank. I think it's nice to see that his other works are finally seeing the light of day. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like, I, I mean, Rent. I don't know that much about him, and I haven't seen any version of Rent, but it's great that he's getting appreciated. Not saying where you or him are from, but he's from your neck of the woods. He is, yes. He's from your neck of the woods. Um, but. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm okay. If we were to put this in nominee, who would you have to swipe out? Um, I mean, I would swipe out Dune, but Matt, two great minds think alike. Okay, I would swipe out Dune as well. Again, I mean, I maybe to... Nightmare Alley, if I, but I, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. So I don't want to say that. Um. But anyway, um, no, because not just from what you told me. A friend said that she found Dune super boring. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, um, okay. So how do you want to do the other categories? You just want to say who, who you think was going to win? Yeah. Well, mostly I want to talk about the acting awards and director and screenplay. Okay. What about original songs too? You want to talk about that or you want to just see where we go? Uh, we can look at it. Okay. We won't be as, this isn't going to be a six hour thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go through every category. It's going to be a seven hour thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, folks. I know you've got things to do tonight. So we're going to, okay. Best actor. Who do you think is going to win best actor? Uh, I think Will Smith will win. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'll be, I'd be really surprised if, if he doesn't. And he deserves it. It'll be his first Oscar. I'm going to say it's a toss-up between Will Smith and Andrew Garfield. I don't know. I mean, with, like, the previous awards, like the Golden Globes and the SAGs, you know, because I've been following those, Will Smith has won everywhere. So, although at the Globes, um, the Andrew Garfield won because the, they have a drama category and a musical comedy category. Yeah, and that's why Golden Globes are kind of useless, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it might be from what you're telling me at uh, Will Smith before. I think it's going to be either Will Smith or Andrew Garfield. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty certain it'll be Will Smith. Well, we're just going to have to uh, wait and see. Uh, Are you a gambling man, Matt? Not particularly. Care to place a wager? Um, but I think Will Smith is a good one to bet on. Uh, again, we're not advising that you gamble, folks. If We're just joking around. If that's your thing, God bless you. But I also I find it funny Andrew Garfield, Ben to Cumberbatch are both nominated in this category. Really? How come? After you know they were both in No Way Home. I think it's the Marvel spell. Maybe. Um, what about Javier Bardem and Denzel Washington? They don't have any chance of winning, and I haven't seen either of those movies. Um. So I can't really say, but I will say of the of the three actors I've seen, the three performances I've seen in that category, Cumberbitch, Garfield, Smith, all very good. Okay, they're all very good. I think if either any either of those three win, wouldn't be the end of the world. No, I don't think so. Unless someone has something to say about it, and you know who that someone is. Who? George Clooney. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done with the Clooney jokes tonight, folks. I promise, no more George Clooney jokes. Um. <laughs> anyway okay best actress uh the funny thing is i haven't seen any of these movies for best actress i've seen the eyes of tammy faye although that's my what did you think of that what do you think of jessica chastain's performance i thought she was okay i didn't think she, anything groundbreaking but i thought she was pretty good because i that's my guess is who will win it'll be her is jessica chastain Another more. And guess who else is in this movie? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Well, folks, it's time for the Andrew Garfield drinking game. Every time we mention Andrew Garfield, please take a shot. Um. But yeah. Um. But anyway, so yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I think she could probably win this one. Yeah, I think so, too. I would say the most likely aside from her is either Nicole Kidman or Kristen Stewart. Um, from what I've heard about Spencer is a lot of people don't like the movie, but they think she's great as Princess Diana. Okay. 
And just, you know, actress, because I forgot this because I went on my rant. I just wanted to say uh, to Rachel Ziegler, we wish her the best. Um, yes, we do. We wish her the best. Because um, she's actually going to be in the new Shazam movie next year, I think. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. And she's also going to be in um, the Disney remake of Snow White. So, yeah, so good for her. We wish her, we wish her well. But um, best supporting actor... Um, I think the winner, I'm pretty certain of this. It will be Troy Kutzer for Kata for Coda. I don't know why I said Kata, uh, for Coda. He was, he was good in it. Yeah. Interesting. He would be the, if he wins, he would be, I believe the second deaf actor to win an Oscar. The first being Marley Matlin, who's also in Coda. Yeah. And she was in a uh, children of a lesser God, right? Yes. Um, um, I, I mean, I think my pick would be Cody Smith McPhee from Power of the Dog. I thought he gave a very good performance, even though I didn't love the movie. Okay, uh, best supporting actress. This one, this one's I'm very certain of. It'll be Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. I think so too. And fun yeah. fact here, and Matt, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. If she wins. Yes. This will be the third time that two actors have won. That two actors have won for playing the same role in different movies. Rita Moreno yes. won Best Supporting Actress. She actually does make a cameo in this one too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's more than a cameo. It's a, it's a, it's not a huge role, but it's you know, it's a, it's she's definitely a character in it. Yeah, she won. For playing, um, for for playing Anita in the 1961 version, the other two people to do, do it was um, Marlon Brando for and Robert De Niro for playing Godfather for playing Don Corleone Godfather and Godfather Two. And Matt, since this next one is your favorite fact of all time, I'm going to let you take this one. Yes, the other example is. Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix both winning Oscars for playing the Joker. As Heath Ledger did in 2008 for The Dark Knight and Joaquin Phoenix in 2019 for The Joker. Since that's yeah. Matt's favorite, Matt, isn't that like you said your favorite? Yeah, fact? it's my favorite fact. Isn't it, isn't it funny to think about two people who have won Oscars for playing the Joker? Y- you know what? And Justin and I were talking about this, um, and I think we've had this conversation before. Heath let you know Heath Ledger beat um, Robert Downey Jr. in two thousand eight. Yeah, and for Tropic Thunder, which which was kind of random that he was nominated. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strange Oscar nomination. But um, but I do remember because when they had people talking about him, they said, "Mr. Downey Jr., congratulations and welcome back." Um, yeah. but. And, you know, because there was possible talk that he was, that Downey Jr. was going to get nominated for Endgame. And as we could see, that didn't happen. Um, But I remember telling Justin, I said, how funny would it be if Robert Downey, if that did happen and RDJ lost to the Joker twice? Yeah, that would be funny. But we all know what the big injustice here is. And you know what that is? What? Willem Dafoe was not nominated for No Way Home. 
I am so kidding. I don't think you should have gotten Yeah, uh, even though I enjoyed him in the movie. No, like someone I knew posted on Facebook, why wasn't Willem Dafoe nominated for Green Goblin for Spider-Man No Way Home? God bless Yeah, I think that would be a a strange nomination. But, um, (laughs) okay. Okay, you said you want to talk about screenplay? Yeah, actually, let's do our director first. Okay, let's do director. Scroll up a little bit. Um... I'm I'm I think the winner for best director will be Jane Campion for the power, the power of the dog. dog. And even though, like I said, I didn't love the movie, it's not a terrible choice. I would go with uh Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, and I also think Spielberg would be it would be a good choice. Um I would Jane, want to see Spielberg win. It would be his third win. Like you know what I would want him to do to, if, if he wins. Of course, you know, thank everybody and then say, you know what, Rachel, this is for you. Wish you were here tonight. Um, yeah, I'm still on that, folks. I'm sorry, that just pisses me off. Um, but yeah, what do you yeah, what do you think about Kenneth Branagh though? Uh, I don't think it would be a a great choice. Uh, just because I didn't love that movie and nothing about like nothing about the direction was particularly notable. And plus that was about his childhood growing up in Belfast in a way. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say best director, one of my favorite Oscar moments of all time happened in this category. Um, It was in 2019 when the guy who directed Parasite won. I've told you folks this story. Um, What's the guy's name? I'm sorry. Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, Bong Joon-ho was up there with an interpreter since he's Korean because he was up there a lot that night. I'm sure he was getting pretty tired. But he's like, you know, he's with his interpreter and he's given this um, and he's given his speech and he's talking about this quote that was in one of his textbooks when he was in film school and the the interpreter is like and that quote was said by and he puts his hand up saying, no, I'm going to say it. That quote was said by Marty Scorsese who was nominated that night for The Irishman. And and that moment got applause because and then was going on talking about how Marty was a big inspiration to him. How Marty Scorsese was one of his was one of his idols. And yeah, but uh, and then he praised Quentin Tarantino because he said, if it wasn't for Quentin, my movies would never have been released over here. I just like that, that he didn't take that time to, you know, talk about, oh, how awesome am I? But to pay tribute to those who inspired him, that I just find that nice. Yeah, I, I love that speech. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so well, uh, I want to say something interesting about this category. Is, go right ahead. You know, Jane Campion, if she wins, uh, it's kind of funny because uh, she was nominated once before. Uh, and she's actually the first woman to be nominated twice for Best Director. And the year that she was nominated, Steven Spielberg won for Schindler's List. Oh, for the piano, right? Yeah. So it looks like this time it'll be the opposite. Spielberg, Jay, uh, Campion's going to beat beat Spielberg for Best Director. But, so. you know, Spielberg's a good guy. I'm sure he'll be. Yeah. 
I would like J.I. Campia just to go over and bust his chops a little bit. So this is payback for, for, for almost 30 years ago, Steven. I'm sure there. I'm sure she'll be a good. I'm sure she'll be. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be a good sport about it. Yeah, I mean Spielberg, he has enough awards already. Yeah, but it took him like almost 20 years to win a Best Director. Yeah, it took him a while. And I remember when he finally won for Schindler's List when he won Best Picture. He said, "This is the best drink of water. This is the long, the biggest drink of water after the longest drought of my life." Yeah. And. Yeah, so if <laughs> Steven Spielberg, if you're watching this, if Jade Campion wins, you better go over and shake her hand and congratulate her. I know you will because you're a classy dude. Okay, what did you else want to talk about? Screenplay? Uh, screenplay awards. Uh, let's start with original screenplay. Um, from what I've Scene. It's between Belfast and Licorice Pizza, and my guess is my guess is I if I had to, you know, bet on it, I would bet on Belfast, and uh, Kenneth Branagh will uh, win an Oscar. Um, uh, my pick would be Don't Look Up. Uh, and you know, I know we do, we don't like to get political here, but it is funny because. David Serrata is nominated for Don't Look Up along with Adam McKay. And Serrata, he was a speechwriter for the Bernie Sanders campaign. And he's not, you know, he's usually not involved in film or anything like that. So to see him get a nomination for Oscar is pretty funny. And if he wins, again, not getting too political, Bernie could say, you hear that, folks? My, speech were, my speeches were written by an Academy Award-winning screenwriter. Take that, people. Ah! Bernie, if you're watching, don't sue me. Um, thumbs up what you think about Bernie Sanders' impression. But anyway, um, but anyway, um, no, maybe Kenneth Branagh. I, I could see me Kenneth Branagh. Okay, yeah, that's... Best... okay, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I agree. That's my uh that's my bet. Okay, what about best adapted screenplay? This is a tough one. It's between Coda and the power of the dog in terms of who will win. Uh I hmm. What's my age again? This is hard. Uh Um, right now I'm thinking I'm going to go with Coda will win. That'll be my guess right now, but I can see the power of the dog winning. Um, and my personal pick would be drive my car. Um, but Coda would be, would be a decent choice. Uh, I don't think the power of the dog would be a good choice. Don't doubt the power. I don't, I don't think the story was that good. Okay. Um, we don't have to go big into this category. Even though I haven't seen it, you know what, what I think is going to win best animated feature? Encanto. I think Encanto is going to win. Yeah, me too. Have you seen any of the movies nominated for animated feature? No, I have not. Yeah, I haven't either. Because yeah. I have to hear that song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, a thousand times. Yeah. 
I think this is probably the most times I heard a song from an animated film since Let It Go. Yeah. No, it was. We don't talk about Bruno. Was actually on the radio today. Well, there was Sunflower. I heard that over and over again, but I love that song. So from us, from Spider-Verse. Yeah, that is a good. But, um, yeah. But um, for best original song, I know um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is actually nominated for another. Yes. Do you want to go to that category? Yeah. I haven't heard any of these songs, so we could just, you know, putz around. Yeah, actually, I know I heard Be Alive and I know I heard No Time to Die because I've seen both those movies. Yeah, I and I heard no Down to Joy. To um, I think No Time to Die will win. I think so, too. But you know what? Yeah. I'm kind of pulling for Manuel Miranda because if he wins, he will finally obtain EGOT status. Um, yes. For those Which will be you, cool. For those of you who don't know what EGOT is, it stands for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, and I think only about 15 people have achieved it. Um, okay, any other category you'd like to speak about? Well, best original score, I just want to point out that I think I think Hans Zimmer will win. Will win for Dune. And I know I know you, you two have talked about him no, I like on this Hans channel. Zimmer. So um uh, the only other thing I have to say is, like, for the, a lot of the tech core tech categories, I th- I I think Dune will win a lot of them. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Any other categories you'd like to talk about, Matt? Uh, not particularly. If there's any that you want to talk about, not really. But guess what, Matt? Oh, well, let's just look at film editing because I mentioned before. Okay, let's talk about film editing. Uh, so don't look up Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, Tick Tick Boom. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't think Coda won Best Picture, it's not my guess, even though some people think it is, it's not nominated for film editing. It's not nominated for film editing? Yes. Okay. And I, I'm sorry, go on. I do want to ask, because I know you, you two have seen a bunch of these movies, for the best visual effects categories do you have any opinions on what should win for best visual effects i would say maybe either no way home or no time to die what do you think matt Uh, i mean i think i would go with no way home i thought the you know all the action scenes were all done hey matt guess what do you have anything else to talk about um no well guess what i have i have some oscar trivia for you oh i'm excited okay okay my first question for you is who has the most oscar nominations of all time oh of any person ever yeah walt disney yep that is correct. Now, who who has the most? Which actress has the most Oscar wins of all time? Catherine Hepburn. Mm, he's a 
Okay. Who has the most wins for Oscar actor of all time? Um, there's more than one who have won three Oscars. But if you're asking about best actor specifically. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, was Daniel Day-Lewis? What was Lawrence Olivier? No, he only won one. Okay. Who has the most of, of people alive? Who has won the most Oscars who's currently still alive? There's been more than one that, that have won three. Just oh, In terms of acting or just general category? In general. John Williams. Hold on, I gotta look. You know what? I, I gotta fact check that. Folks, always check your facts. Isn't that important, Matt? Yeah. I'm pretty sure John Williams has the most nominations of a lot. He does have, but, but he might Bible not have wins. He does have the most, um, he does have the most nomination. He, he actually, of all time, he has the second most nominations. Yeah, that's what I thought. With 48. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, Okay, let's see how many Oscars Mr. Williams have. I really should have pulled this up beforehand, but what you're going to do? What's my age of game? Okay. Um, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. That's the answer. You know who it is? Alan Menken. Oh, oh that makes sense. Who has won Oscars? Who has won Oscars for Little Mermaid for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Under the Sea? Beauty and the Beast Best Original Score for well, for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for A Whole New World and Pocahontas for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Colors of the Wind. Okay, now this one, Matt. I'm about to give you another question that I don't think you're going to know. Try me. Who, who are the, and we're going half into my world too. And guess what that world is? Sports. Who are the only two people to have won both a major sports championship and an Oscar? I know one of them is Kobe Bryant. That is correct. Who's the, the other, other one? one? I believe... Matthew Cherry. No, I'll give you two more guesses. And if you get this one, Matt, I next time I see you in person, I will grovel to you. Because uh, I'm like one of the few people on earth who know this. Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. I have no idea. Give up? I, yeah, I have to say I love the Green Day uh, back background. Okay, you know you want to know who it is? Yeah, Stephen Tisch, who is the co-owner of the New York Giants. All right. Who won two Super Bowls with the Giants, but also was a producer for Forrest Gump. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know he like the Tisch School of the Arts. I think that's his family. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, they're really big into film. And this has been another rendition of, guess what this has been a rendition of that? Random Facts with Bill. Random Facts with Bill. Random Facts with Bill.
Okay, so I think that's it. Matt, you have anything else to say? Uh, nothing else to say. You know, I'm excited to see what happens at the Oscars Sunday night. I'm excited too. We hope you enjoyed this show. If you, we hope you enjoyed. We do this every Wednesday night. I'd like to thank our friend and Oscar expert, Dr. Matt Hemsley, for joining us. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I was quiet throughout that whole thing, but I wanted, I just, I did that specifically so Matt could share his expertise because he's always been a big insight on what goes on in the Oscars. And his, his predictions are 95% of the time they're right. That's why I sat back on this mm-hmm. one and just let it roll. So and Matt, you better let us see your ballot, your ballot before the show. Yeah, totally. I will. And we're, and we're going to say, because last year you only got what, like six wrong? I believe so. Yeah, something like that. That's, yeah, didn't like one year you only got like one or two wrong or yeah the year that parasite won i only got i think i got two wrong so if there's one person we don't doubt it's matt hemsley of course because he's matt hemsley because he's matt hemsley Do- uh, dr matt hemsley dr matt hemsley um, all right guys so yeah thank you so much for watching listening however you enjoyed us tonight and if you haven't already hit the subscribe button Follow us on Spotify Podcast, and we'll tune in next week for another episode of Mixed Bag. Who knows? Maybe we'll do an Oscar recap as well. We'll have to see. Maybe we will. All right. If we Everyone's, can get Dr. Hemsley back. <laughs> well, we'll, and if, if that's the case, we will definitely get you back, man. That would be a delight. Thank you. Obviously. So, all right. Stay safe and take care, everyone. Yeah. Sports Sandy Podcast. Check us out on all platforms. How could we forget?